When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply. Hi, Broncos country. It's Tim Lynch, and I am back with Chris Hart, our resident draft expert here. Uh, we're going to do another draft profile today on the Mile High Broncos podcast with Fans First Sports Network. Uh, today, I think we're going to we're going to go into the interior meat of the offensive line. Uh, probably a position everyone uh, in Broncos country realizes is a position of need still, uh, even after free agency. Uh, we're going to be looking at Ohio State center Luke Whippler. Did I say that right? Yes. Luke Whippler? All right. Yep. Well, he's, Whippler. he's six, six, three, 303 pounds. Uh, he did 29 reps um, at the bench press, uh, ran a 5.1440. Um, he's got arm length of 31 and 5.8. Uh, so what can you tell us about uh, this young center out of Ohio State? Sure. Yeah. Uh, one of the reasons why I decided to kind of take a dive into some of the centers in this year's class is uh, obviously Luke Cushenberry, uh, uh, Lloyd Cushenberry is in the last year of his rookie deal after being drafted uh, several years ago. And uh, he really hasn't panned out as, as folks had hoped um, after being a high third round pick. Uh, I think that had been the 2019 NFL draft. Um, and then uh, Denver did take Luke Wattenberg last year, but he looked absolutely terrible in the limited snaps that he had. And uh, even though the Broncos did sign uh, Kyle Fuller, I believe he played with the Bears and the Seahawks in free agency. There are a lot of people out there in Broncos country who are hoping that Denver does try to upgrade the center position long term. Uh, so uh, Luke Whippler is, is one of those guys I've been looking at. Um, what can I tell you about him? Uh, the, he didn't do much as a freshman several years ago, but the past two years um, he had become a full-time starter for them in that high-powered Buckeyes offense and uh, accumulated 26 starts. Uh, and those 26 starts, he had, had a, about 1,600 total snaps uh, played between uh, pass sets and run blocks and uh, really was a great communicator on their offensive line and, and a big reason why they were so successful moving the ball at well, especially in the run game there. 
Uh, like you had said, he had ran like a 5-140, uh, had 29 uh, bench uh, reps on the bench press. He tested out as one of the most athletic interior offensive linemen in the whole entire draft. Um, you really see him pop out on tape with that athleticism when he's on the move, when he's pulling and getting to the second level. I think he'd be a great fit uh, for what the Broncos want to do on offense and having uh, powers beside him and uh, – uh, uh, Miners uh, beside them. I think they could really do some work in the run game and really help Russell Wilson in that regard, uh, getting the ball moving, running the ball, stuff like that. Uh, he, he was one of the least penalized offensive linemen in all of co college football. The past two years, he only had four false start penalties uh, and zero holding penalties. Uh, he's a very good technician uh, for only being a two-year starter. Uh, and, and he doesn't give up much uh, ground uh, in the pass game uh, and only allowed one sack and just seven pressures. Uh, he's just one of those players that when you watch him, you think, you know, he, this guy might have some warts uh, and things that he needs to do to improve upon. Um, you saw that, you know, on tape. There were times where, when exotic blitzes would be coming or uh, delayed blitzes or uh, stunts going into his gap from reverse inside pressures, he kind of had a little bit of trouble recognizing that and uh, would kind of get beat that way. Um, but overall, he's just a, he, he's just a smart player who understands technique and leverage. And uh, I think he's one of those guys that he probably can't come right in right away and start. But within a year or two, he, he's going to be uh, a very competent player in the NFL at the center position. And with Cushenberry probably slated to be here for a year uh, and be the guy this year, uh, it, it, it'd be a, a nice option to consider to have him in the fold and, and to push for a starting position and eventually take over. Yeah, you, you had noted that um, Wisconsin's Joe Tipman and Minnesota's John Michael Schmitz were kind of like the top two centers in the draft. Um, and you noted that there was a significant gap in talent between them uh, and that next tier uh, of centers. Uh, where does Whipler kind of fit into that second tier? Is he one of the, the top of that second tier? I mean, obviously, there's a big gap between him and, and the top talent in the draft but at that position. But where does he stand in that second tier of prospects? Yeah, I think he would be at the top of that second tier behind uh, John Michael Schmitz and Joe Tipman, you know, those guys come out of Minnesota and Wisconsin respectively. They're just programs that are kind of known for routinely producing quality offensive linemen at the position. And the significant advantage that they have over a guy like Luke Whipler, based on my evaluation, I'm by no means an offensive line expert is just their brute playing strength. Uh, and they have quite a bit more experience, but, on that tier two, I think you'd have Luke Whipler probably at the top with a Ricky Stromberg out of Arkansas, probably in the same tier or whatnot. So if you teams, you know, I fully expect Tipman and John Michael Schmitz to be off the clock by uh, off the board when the Broncos are on the clock at 67, 68. So if Denver's, you know, sincerely interested in picking a center to add to their room, they just might have to use one of those early third round selections on a guy like Whipler. Um, yeah. But ideally, 
you know, I mean, he's a good player. Uh, I think that it's quite possible he becomes one of the better interior offensive linemen out of this whole class. But, you know, those are really short arms at 31 and 5 eighths. Um, he does need to get stronger at the point of attack because there are just certain times where, you know, big nose tackles in college football overpower him at the point of attack. And that's not going to get any easier at the NFL level. But uh, he, he, you can't teach his athleticism, and he's a smart player. And, uh, you know, the fact that he's got good technique and isn't a penalized player at all really bodes well for him preferably in my opinion, like if the Broncos could trade back from one of those selections in the top of the third round to more towards the back, kind of like what they did with Quinn Miners a couple of years ago uh, and accumulate more picks, you're in the bonus round at that point in time. And it gives them a little bit more flexibility and uh, versatility with how they approach the draft, because I won't expect him to come in right away and probably challenge Lloyd Cushenberry, even though he hasn't been that great for a starting position. I mean, center is just one of those positions where it's extremely rare for a rookie to come in and just start 16 games. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the, speaking of Lloyd Cushenberry, you know, kind of, it kind of seems like the same situation played out when the Broncos drafted him. I think he was a third round pick too, right? Um, yeah. So, Top of the third. So, you know, it's just centers, one of those positions where it's like you, you teams, typically overdraft because there's so few draftable players at the position. Right. I mean, if, if you look at Lloyd Cushenberry coming out of college, um, you know, let's do, a, I know you covered, you know, watched the Broncos back then covered it, you know, and what would you kind of do a little comparison of Lloyd Cushenberry coming out of college, not what we know now, but what we knew have him coming out kind of, and compare him to a guy like uh, Whipler who's coming out this year. Uh, comparatively, they, they've got some similarities, uh, but the, the major difference is, is Lloyd certainly wasn't the athlete that Whipler is, uh, you know, when you watch, uh, the, the difference between LSU's offense and Ohio state's offense, you're probably seeing a little bit more gap and duo concepts down, uh, in the bayou there with the, the tigers or whatnot, but at Ohio state, that's, that's a, a high, highly motion offense with a lot of movement that's predicated on zone runs and, and getting their offensive linemen moving. And that's not something that you saw a whole lot with Lloyd. So the biggest comparison I would draw uh, contrast I would draw between the two is that uh, Luke's a lot better in open space and getting that second level on those zone runs, which might be a benefit definitely in a new system and for the Broncos. Uh, and one of the comparative things is, is, and we've seen it play out in real time with Lloyd since he was drafted in 2019, is, you know, a very, very smart player. They're both very smart players who understand what's ahead of them and, and calling plays at the line. But, you know, with Reisner beside him and, and Miners beside him the past couple of years, if Lloyd was beat, it was on those interior pressures on those stunts and those delayed blitzes. And it's one of those things that you kind of see with Whipler, uh, similar problems as well. But, uh, you know, the, the big difference between the two, and which is why I'd probably rate Whipler as a little bit better as a projection long-term, is that he's, he's much more of an athlete and has much more better capabilities of moving in space and, and, and pulling and such like that. But uh, 
similar in certain aspects, especially with their intelligence uh, and experience. But, you know, the, the primary difference would be their athleticism. So if I had to compare the two going back a, several years when uh, Lloyd was coming out of LSU and, and Luke coming out of Ohio State. Now, I'd probably give the advantage to Whipler just because he has certain athletic traits um, and movement skills that Lloyd really doesn't possess. If that's awesome. fair, I guess. Yeah, no, that's that's awesome. I mean, that's just something, you know, as a fan, I would I would first gravitate towards like. Be like, well, Lloyd was like Cushmary was a third round pick. What's the difference? You know, so it's yeah, it's good to look at both in that kind of vacuum of what we knew with both players coming out of college, uh, right? Not project what we already know, you know, about like Cushmary's NFL career. So I think that's that's really awesome that uh, you were able to break that down and kind of uh, give us a little perspective on the the nuance difference between both as prospects coming out of college. Um, but yeah, I would agree with you. Any any lineman coming out in the middle rounds or later, you're not looking for a day one starter. You're not likely going to get a day one starter. Um, so bringing in a center to to kind of sit, learn, uh, get some playing time likely because there is rotational stuff going on. Sure, um, would be great for him. Uh, and you know, if you think he can develop, that's the thing too. Athleticism translates once you start getting the experience. Um, and, sure. And, comfortable in the in the system and all that so yeah i'd be i'd be pretty happy if, if the broncos were found a way to get whipler i i do agree with you i think if they want a center they're gonna have to do something in the third round to get one i think if they wait till day three they're gonna be gone uh, especially with those comp comp picks those are pretty popular to pick up those type of you know right yeah guys teams want uh, but don't want to wait till a fourth round yeah, the, those are the selections where you can take a guy who's really talented that you might not expect to come in right away, but stash him for a year or whatnot. And mm-hmm. I mean, like, I think I think I might have said this last week when we were talking about several of those other prospects. Like San Francisco's got like three or four compensatory selections, yeah. you know, based on you know all the, the their coaching staff being rated by teams across the league the past couple of years. I mean, if 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 I was George Payton, if I was general manager of the Denver Broncos. I would be calling San Francisco. I'd be calling John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan being like, hey, like, you know, you don't have any picks until the end of the third round there, but you've got a ton of them. Would you be interested in moving up to the top of the third round to get someone you really, really, really like? Because we're totally comfortable moving back a little bit and letting the board fall to us. And, you know, if they could do that and, you know, get a couple extra picks, but still come away with a guy like Luke Whipler who could, you know, definitely has the potential to be a great starting center in the league. I'd be ecstatic. That that'd be uh, probably a dream scenario for the Broncos uh, on day two of the draft. Awesome. Yeah, I agree. All right. Well, that'll that'll wrap things up for our second um, draft profile of the week. Um, I think uh, tomorrow we got we're going we're sticking with the offense. We're going to go with a wide receiver. Uh, so stay tuned. On Wednesday, we'll we'll be publishing another. Um, draft profile podcast on that date uh well that's all we got here have a have a good day and go broncos